Hello, Instas. No, actually, YouTubers, I should say. Hope you're well. You join us in, well, some would call it a house, some may call it a shed. But believe it or not, this was originally a shed, and it now has plaster on it. So, welcome to the channel. Welcome to Stories with Sash. And as you'd expect, this is a slightly different format because we're not in a car, uh, and we're not, well, we're, we're in a shed. So, we're going to be talking about a series of different things to do with cars today. We're going to talk about why we like cars and what our aspirations are in terms of projects. So this is kind of like a webcast, podcast sort of thing, uh, whatever you want to call it. So, for those of you who don't know, this is my friend Matt, whose shed we are in. I'm currently residing at his property for the past... It feels like forever now. But yeah, I can't even remember. Yeah, it's about yeah. about six weeks or so since this whole lockdown has been uh, in place. We've just had some slight, uh, what do you call it, relief of the rules slightly. So you're allowed to go outside and meet meet one person at a time. Um, so yes, yeah, so we've had a little bit more freedom, but it's still very much lockdown and working from home life, which we both are doing at the moment. So I thought this is a good opportunity to, like I've mentioned, talk about. A variety of different things related to cars, and just have a chat and just see what we what we enjoy doing <laughs> and why we like why we like cars so much. Let's anyway, see where this goes, eh? huh? Let's see where this goes. Yes, exactly. So I mean, I like a lot of things. So you might have seen me obviously in my previous videos. If you're new to the channel, welcome. So let's start things off, shall we? So I've got a very crude little post-it note of um, what we're going to talk about. So let's talk about first cars because we all love well we love cars um, and I think in my view people who like cars the most are always the ones that have the shittiest car at the beginning is that a fair statement because if you start off with a nice car you don't really appreciate nice cars later on in life I don't think do you know what I mean if you start off with a BMW 1 series on finance as your first car you think oh, this is pretty decent but no, I don't, I don't, I'm not. I'm not sure about that, especially because you know you, 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 you could be using your parents' car. You could be. Yeah, that's true. I mean, well, I. Well, I mean, yes, you had shitty car. I mean, you, you have shitty cars. Well, we'll go on to that. <laughs> no, but you had shitty cars as well. Your first car. Well, anyway, so what was your first car then, or what was the first car that you used, or? or well, technically, it was actually my brother's Peugeot One Hundred Six, which I absolutely loved. I remember that. Driving a go kart, but. Mm. I'm pretty sure it had a fuel leak in it because every time I topped up ten pound, I'd go. I don't know. I'd drive to Rustington and back. Oh. Obviously, my parents was like money, and it, I'd be out of fuel instantly. So um, yes, I. Yeah. Plus, it did not make a racket. I mean, yeah, it's basically like being in a tin can. Mm. So. Um, well, that sounds like the first first car because my first car. It's quite like well, it was quite like that really. I still got it to this very day actually. It's the in betweeners Fiat Cinquecento, which <laughs> <laughs> with the yellow door. With the yellow door. I will actually do a video of that on that at some point. You know, there, there's there's a story about that car. And I've owned it for nearly eight years now. Yeah, <laughs> nearly eight eight years. No. Yeah, eight <laughs> years. Yeah, seven and a half eight years. So. It's a long time. It's, yeah, it's my first car. I've driven across the continent in it to another continent. But we won't go into that now. But yeah, it was a 0.9 litre Fiat Cinquecento, which I restored back up to sort of MOT glory or road, basically roadworthiness because it had so much rust underneath it. But great car. And that, I think, is... That's how I think you get to truly appreciate a car 
when you try something so basic like that. <laughs> but I think it's true though, don't you think? Because I no. It had nothing. <laughs> it had nothing on it. Had no electric windows, no power steering, yeah. no central okay. locking. So what you're actually saying is, you appreciate. You can realise how you appreciate the nicer cars. Yes. Because you drove such a shit piece. Yes. Yeah. Although I have to admit. They are really fun to drive. I would never want to drive along the M25 in it. No. Or any motorway whatsoever. In fact, probably outside of a residential area. But, yeah. Um, well, it's funny you should say that because, um, as you know, and obviously the viewers don't know, I took that car to uni, um, and I was at uni in Wales at the time in Swansea, and it was a 220-mile trip. <laughs> each way and it took about four hours and I genuinely don't know to this day how I did that for about four years. Yeah, you did that for a very long time. A very long but you get used to it because I didn't know what was better. I didn't I had never tried anything else really. Now I well we'll go on to what we currently drive and what I currently drive feels like a Rolls Royce Phantom in comparison to that car. And that is I, yeah I, I mean yeah I don't, I don't blame you. I, I, yeah I could definitely see well, I mean, well, speaking of that, current drive. Well, what do we drive currently, shall I say? You go first. You can tell we're real car enthusiasts here <laughs> when we tell you <laughs> what we currently drive. Uh, do I have to? Uh, well, I, I think mine's worse than yours. No, it definitely isn't. Well. Yours was kind of semi-respectable at one point. Yeah. I mean, I mean, even if you're a 17 year old right now, I feel like your car is probably... Yeah, it's a reasonable... For, for a, you know, for a... For someone like you, it's not such a bad car, but... Yeah, but we're not 17 anymore. Anyway, what car is it you drive then? I drive a Fiat Grande Punto 1.2 8-valve. Oh yeah, I told you the other day about how um, a couple of months ago, I only just realised that the P... Ah, the P in the Grande Punto, and maybe I'll put an image of this on the screen when we edit this, um, Looks like a like a person sitting on a seat. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird. no, it's, I didn't notice that until you pointed it out to me. Um, and yeah, it's a really interesting design. I you know designed by Giugiaro, um, which is a Italian style house, and so it's a good piece of design, I think. Is that the lot who do? They do. Hmm. I think they did some Maseratis in the past. Oh, I thought you were going to say Ferraris, and I thought you were no, going to compare your, your car. No, to I mean, it is a Ferrari, because obviously Fiat owned Ferrari, so there is some pedigree in there. No, but the story behind that car, so just I'll try and keep it brief, really, for the viewers, but I actually obtained that car from another very good friend of mine for free, uh, believe it or not, and this is actually one of two cars that I've obtained for free in my um, lifetime. And it basically, I had no money just before I was doing my Masters, and uh, my old car, which was again another Fiat Cinquecento, or Cinquecento, a sporting one that I had, completely disintegrated on me and fell an MOT, and I had no money. So he gave me this car, and it had a bit of a misfire problem with it, um, and I just basically took it for free and gradually fixed it, and it turned out it was just some injectors that needed to be replaced. Which one was this, sorry? The Punto they got now. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about the, the third one that you decided to take off someone's hands. The one that you sold, eventually. What, the... Last year. Oh, what, the other Cinquento? 
mate, you've had that many. Like. I've had too many cars. We'll go. We'll go. Maybe we'll do car history. Um, <laughs> I really don't think that the but, viewers will want to know. Well, I mean, maybe they might be interested. Well, anyway, so um, so yeah, I currently drive that, and it's been touch with it. It's just hit ninety k last uh, this week. Um, and I had it with fifty four k, and it's it's done me very well. That's a very interesting topic, right? Because I meet a lot of people that think that ninety thousand miles in a car is a lot. Yes. Right. Okay. Now I believe. It actually shows whether you're a car enthusiast or no, or not. Whether you not, whether you think that ninety thousand miles in a car is a lot. That's true. Right? Because I mean, a lot of people that you know, the, the finance people. No offense here to finance people, um, or leasing people, but they buy their cars and obviously they swap them in every, and they go, oh my god, it's got thirty thousand miles on the car, and you're like, what? Well. What? Yeah. Anyway, um, and you're like, yeah, that that isn't really that that's, that's not for me. Anything under a hundred is low mileage. I was gonna say it depends what you have, right? Because a well, diesel, if a diesel has under uh, one hundred and fifty thousand miles, de- well, depends on which diesel engine. But mm. you're like, oh well, actually, that's not too bad. Plus, obviously, they're quite robust, so they they yeah, I mean, yeah. they'll go on forever. Yes. Um, yeah. So I don't know, but yeah, I definitely think that that is a way of telling whether people know their cars or not yeah i used to tell i personally think i mean that's true i mean put it this way uh the other free car that i obtained was in a, as a silver vw bora that i've given to my dad and um that's just hit 192,000 miles admittedly it needs a clutch now but i believe strongly that that is the original clutch on the car and if that is the original clutch and i'm finding out on monday actually if it is that i will be astonished that a clutch has survived nearly 200,000 miles I think it just has to show if you look after a car, it can go on for a while. And I think particularly with small cars, regular servicing is key. But anyway, we've gone slightly off topic, but it's a good point. Anyway, Fiat Grande Punto, the slowest thing in the world. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, is. it just does not move. But it's it, embarrassing, it's, isn't it? It's alright when you get up to speed, it's just getting up to speed is the issue. Yeah, true. I reckon I mean I haven't driven it. But it's actually quite a nice fitted car inside is in it's a good amount of space yeah, it also feels like an act you know like how you know modern day smaller cars they, they feel like quite cheap yeah and you can see the like the, the steel on the outside and yeah, the bodywork yeah. whereas your car's quite well I don't say like it sounds I don't know it just feels quite put together reasonably I wouldn't go that far it's Italian um, well, but yeah, it's true. um you sit in it and you, you it's almost cosy, that's what I was looking for. Mm. Cosy, right? I mean, yeah, it, it's not bad. I mean, it's got terrible driving position, but you do get used to it. The yeah, pedals are so down. offset. Yeah, you're super lying down. Yeah. Um, so, in terms of car enthusiasts, we're, 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 I'm not doing a good job of telling you that I am a car enthusiast, really, with, with that current car. But I have had interesting cars in the past. But anyway, Matt, what do you currently drive? Okay, I just want to highlight to everyone <laughs> that... Um, this is not a car I want. Well, no, actually. This car has actually been on the channel, I should say, so that's a bit of a clue. Yeah. So I've only done a few videos. Let's just say I am a person, okay, and this is another topic we can talk about as well, that believes that if you can't buy the exact car you want and you don't have the money to buy it, right, there is no point in trying to find a car that you think might be the car that you want when you already know what it is that you want okay yeah, yeah. right yeah, i really always have this argument i it? really do not see the point okay because you know the if you know the exact car you want mm. right there is no point unless you i know i, 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 I well, no, okay. well, we'll, sure. we'll go on to so tell the viewers what you currently drive and then we'll go on to what 
it's your dream car that we aspire what that you and I aspire to own. Um, yes, um, it's, um, it's French. Bad start. A <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Uh, in fact, actually, I'm going to be proud of my car. It's a Citroen C1. And do you know what? I why are you looking at me like that? Excuse me, you actually quite like my car. We'll you won't go, admit it. We'll go on to that. So you won't ever We've done a review it. on it. So this is the C1 that I reviewed in my last video, and um, yes, it's. It, do you know what? It is. It's not a bad car. Like I said it's in the a video, brilliant car. The thing that makes it, mate, if it didn't have the panoramic, the, the sunroof on it, Bo it'd be terrible. Bollocks. I think personally, um, excuse my language there. Um, can you edit that out? Like you know, yeah, cool. Um, or like, but you know, one of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. So, um, yeah. Um, what was I saying? Well, you're saying you're quite proud of your car. You're yeah, 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 yeah. Because but the roof, though, that's what makes it. I have to admit, on a nice sunny day like it is today, yeah, yeah, I do think the roof is a lovely feature. But let's just say this, okay? Does anyone ever really need anything more than a C1 unless they have some sort of commercial use for it? Like I don't know, lugging round things in the back of the van. I mean, yes and no. I think if you, like in your, you know, in, it, like what you do, if you pot around town and you've got a local commute, obviously at the moment we don't have a commute really, a lot of people, but if, you know, if you do, that's a perfect car, I agree with you, you know, it's cheap on tax, fuel, yeah. insurance. Yeah, and it's the 1.2, right, which means it's, I have to admit, right, yours is a 1.2. Yeah, yeah. And it probably weighs a lot more than my car. Yeah. So my car is pretty, it's pretty it's damn quick. Yeah, yeah, it's right? good round town. Exactly. Plus, it's comfortable. Seats are really nice. Yeah, French seats uh, are good. They are... Well, I, 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 no, French, French are renowned for their comfy seats. <laughs> no, they are, genuinely. I mean, you think I'm lying, but the viewers would back me up on this. Uh, I'm sure they would. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the seats are great. I think the interior is actually not that bad. Yes, I know from your review that the, the boot's pathetic, but I'm, I'm sorry, who really actually ever uses their boot all that often unless it's for work right or i don't know transporting things because yeah, you're moving house well. or whatever anyway so there's that and i mean it's got all the latest mod cons on it yeah, right it's air got conditioning. yeah in fact and my model doesn't have this but you can get the rear reversing cameras on it all oh, right okay and also you can get the sat the built-in sat now to it which i, d I don't have as well right. i don't really need that because i know every, everywhere and you know everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah um so anyway but I think the the best part about it is is it is it for your day to day stuff. So, I mean, having the Ford Fiesta beforehand, which was obviously oh yes, was was a lump of junk, mm. right? But it was great because obviously you take stuff that sit in the boot and etc. Yeah. etc. And it was perfect. But having a car that, for example, instantly connects to your your phone instantly connects to it. Yeah, right? yeah. When you turn when you turn it on, when you get a call, it comes through. You just press the button mm. instead. Um, there's yeah. no like trying to you know, put your, your phone on loudspeaker before you go off and yeah. phoning people have this stop on the side of the road to phone yeah. someone. I mean, it's it's more because it's what 2015, isn't it? Something like that. 2015. Oh, yeah, it's a 64 plate, yeah, but yeah, 2015. Yeah, 20, yeah, so it's yeah. 2015, so it's relatively modern because um, my car's about 10 years older than that, so it's 15, yeah, it's 2006. Um, so it doesn't have any of that shit. And, and yeah. Don't get me wrong, that, that must be quite a nice thing to have. Well, actually, before we go on to the dream cars, let's have a quick summary of our actual car history then, um, so the viewers actually what know. What we do, we'll bounce it off each other, so you go first. Okay, so go. obviously, we've already mentioned that my first car was a Fiat Cinquecento, yours was a Peugeot 106. I mean, technically it wasn't my well, car. Well, but you, you had access yeah, to it, yeah. your first car. Then my second car 
um, was another Fiat Cinquecento, but this time the Sporting in Bumblebee Yellow, um, just like the one on the in-betweeners, to be fair. Um, so that was my second car, which I can tell you a story another time about why I actually bought it. I bought that for £220, uh, but then, yeah, back in 2014, so yeah. Why? Yeah, yeah. My first car bought for 235 quid, so you know, I was gradually going back. <laughs> anyway, so that was. Uh, I think it's meant to go the other way. Yeah, usually, but yeah. Um, as you'll find out, the total sum of the cars that I've ever bought in my life comes to about £1,000. Um, wow, that's certainly quite impressive. Yeah, well, quite semi. But anyway, um, so that was my second car, which I had access to. What about yours? Uh, mine was a Clio. Oh, was this is the black Clio. This was the black Clio that obviously is renowned for its electrical problem, its limp mode. If Did said, I have limp mode? Um, anyone who has owned a Renault Clio can, honestly, they they can really feel my pain right now. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm not just because um, uh, obviously Tokes also. Yeah. Had, had the, the black Clio the as black well. Clio that was quite well. funny. But two, two. Well, him and another one of our friends had exactly the same car, and uh, yeah, it's just the same problems story. as well, right? Yeah. Um, was yours the Billabong? Or was it the Billabong? No, it was the cool Billabong. Because you remember the... You oh, I went with him to get the Billabong. Yeah, That's yeah, why yeah. I was yeah. in Do you remember... Um, I found it really funny because obviously Billabong had the Renault Clio and then Quicksilver had the... Um, was it Peugeot? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what? This is so weird. Yes. I don't think they've ever done anything quite like, like that, that ever because they realised... Wait, so can we just clarify for the viewers remember what's Billabong what do they actually do again uh, they were I think it's like, like sports a, equipment well, it's like a skating brand yeah yeah and Quicksilver's like something similar isn't it yeah yeah, yeah like I say car manufacturers don't yeah. tend to do that nowadays do they um, I don't see it. it's not like you can get a modern Citroen with again it was a very I mean that's a very what uh, a very naughty yeah, yeah, thing isn't kind it of thing, yeah like, naughty's like you know because we're talking about the era like what year that must have been about 2003 or 4 Clio one was 2002 2002, right. Yeah. Guess what though? So I swapped it in. Oh, but how? I'll, we'll explain in the next. So, anyway, right. your, your next car. So, my next. By the way, I loved the Clio. It was a brilliant driving car. Yeah. It yeah. was really easy to drive. It was lovely. It was really. The boot was massive. Yeah. It's just obviously being a French car, it has those electrical problems. French cars from that era um, are, are troublesome for electrics. We know that. I, I think, think French cars in general are kind of. But it's, but it's, yeah. They've improved, I think, a bit since then. Like, they've kind of had to, haven't they? Well, yeah, true. <laughs> Very competitive eyes. Yeah. They'll go under. But, um, yeah, so my next car after that. So I hadn't actually sold any of mine. So my first and second car, I hadn't sold at this point. I still had them. But my next car that I upgraded to, and this was an upgrade for me, was an Alfa Romeo 166 2-litre twin spark, which I absolutely loved and hated it exactly at the same time. It was a very love-hate relationship uh, with that car. Um, so yeah, I had that. So I had all those three cars at the same time and then there's a funny story that comes after this. So yeah, that was my next car, which is a lovely, uh, rare beast. You don't see many of them on the road and there's good reason for that. Yeah, um, yeah. So what was yours then? You don't see many on the road because, um, I mean, they're not a very fashionable, neither wanted, nor... Well, I liked it. I think I, I love okay, it. I have to admit, it was comfortable inside. Oh, God, okay. it was like a boat. It was so comfortable. Sasha, it was so ugly. Nah, I liked it. Okay, admit it. as well. What colour was it again? It was like a bluey grey. Oh, was yeah, it was like a... I like to call it gunmetal grey. Yeah, it definitely wasn't gunmetal. It probably wasn't gunmetal. <laughs> it, was, it was like, like... I think you're right. I think it was a dark blue. <laughs> it was stock grey. 
It was a nice car. <laughs> it was uh, a great. And I paid £440 for that car. Yeah, but you probably paid what? Well, I lost a load of money on it. I mean, I spent about another grand easily on top for various repairs, which <laughs> perhaps we'll go into. But yeah, that was my third car. Um, so what about you then? Oh, I can't remember that one. Ah, uh, yeah, this was probably, you remember? Oh, I think I remember. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one was a one was an MGZS. Oh god, fucking hell! Yeah, that was that was ridiculous. But Excuse I did get it for an unbelievable price, and it had like fifteen thousand miles on it. And I have to admit, oh, and by the way, I bought it off the president. Oh no, sorry, I didn't buy it off the president. The garage I got it from, I don't know how legit this is, right? Told me that it was actually um, the president of the MG Owners Club clubs. Um, old MG. Right. So it was super well looked after. Yes. Okay, and obviously my initials are MG. Yes, of course. So, so that was another reason why I bought it. It was completely stupid, but I just needed a car. Um, I do have that trouble where, it, because it's not a car I want, I just want a car that works. <laughs> so I will buy a car. Although, I did put those really nice wheels on it, and you, you did really like those you did, wheels. I, I, I actually did, like did the all wheels. those wheels myself as well. Yeah, I mean, the wheels were good. The colour was good. It was like that burgundy red colour, which I actually quite like. Oh, I absolutely hate that colour. Oh, right. Well, the, my issue was, it was a 2006, I think, on a 55 plate. I remember that red for some reason. It was the same as, same as my car, current car. Mm. And for a car that was essentially made in 2006, it felt like when you stepped in the interior, it was like going back into 1985. Because the interior... They hadn't changed anything because that car was based on the Civic, I think. They did a collaboration with was, Honda. Yeah, it was almost like the Honda. So, what was it? The Honda Civic, which was what? The 1990? Early 90s, I think. I don't think it was that early. I think it was like, Oh, well, maybe mid 90s. late. But anyway, it is identical. It was. Interior, it, yeah. If you were in. You wouldn't know. If you're blindfolded and it's taken off when you're in the car, you honestly. And the know. issue with those cars as well is they had terrible engines because even though your one was low mileage, it already had a head gasket done. I remember. Yeah, so the guy. <laughs> how many miles did you get it with? 15,000. 15,000 miles! And those were the terrible K series. Well, they were good engines, they just always blew the head gasket. Very true. I mean, any road is not really a you know, wanted car as it is anyway. But, true. I have to admit, obviously. It was really well looked after. Plus, a lot of people who did like MGs, I don't know why, um, what they decided to do was pretty much change the head gasket every 10,000 miles. That's just, not, that's just not economical, though, is it? The head gasket's a big job. I mean, I've done one on the Chimper Chat, and that, that takes time. It's not a cheap job. You're talking, like, at least 500 quid okay. every, every 10,000 miles just for a head gasket. So essentially what you're saying is, every time you need to service the car, you need to do the head gasket as well. Essentially, yes. Well, okay, let, let me put it to you like this though, right? Uh, how much have you spent collectively on your cars? Fixing, oh, fixing wow, your shit yeah. pieces? Wow. Well, I don't know. I don't <laughs> so think thousands of pounds. And, and uh, let's be honest, your, your cars aren't... Obviously, I'm not trying to offend you here. Well, but let's just, let's just talk facts. Your cars aren't the most desirable cars. Well, I think the yeah. Alpha was desirable. No, I really don't think so. It Chiquento? Uh, maybe to an 85-year-old man. <sighs> but, um, anyway, so... I can't remember what I was going with this now. Uh, well, my cars aren't desirable, so you're saying putting your head gasket on and your MG was... You There's going to be some people out there that like the MG. Why? Well, I have no, no idea. Well, nobody wants an MG ZS. Do they? If they do, maybe comment on the uh, section below. be interesting to see what the viewers think. I, if you get someone... I'm not sure what I'll do. Well, if I get any person that likes that car, I will. I'm not entirely sure what. I'd well, do. okay. 
yes. Um, yeah. I mean, so you had that car, and that came to an end quite drastically, didn't it? Uh, yes, yeah, so I was driving along the A27 one day, just minding my own business, and uh, the lady in front of me hit, smashed into a puddle, and was... This was in very bad rain, wasn't it? Pouring rain, wasn't it? Was that it was like a flash flood, it was really weird, it came out of nowhere. Um, anyway, obviously you go under that tunnel on the A27, mm. um, and uh, yeah, she, you obviously, there's no lighting under there, Yeah. so she just hits the puddle, and then she just starts to, like, skid sideways, mm. so, and there was a... BMW 5 Series to my left, and I had like, I don't know, three seconds to work out what to do. Uh, and it was either I moved out of the way, smashed into him, or I just literally just collided with her. Yeah. And I thought, fuck me, I, I can't. Sorry, excuse my language again. Can you we get another one? Yeah, we can, get, we can get a B point. And I thought, uh, well, I can't, in a split second, I thought, I can't smash into a 5 Series. Mm. So, anyway. So you took out the woman in a yeah, No, it was like a Honda. I think it was Honda Jan, actually. No, right, so you definitely made the right choice oh, there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, which is really weird, though, because her whole back of her car got completely smashed in and crumpled. Yeah. Like, and mine, it was just, it was, like, the front right-hand side of my car. But because, obviously, my car's worth nothing, because mm. it's an MG, mm. it was actually cheaper for the insurance company to write it off. Yeah, And like of I course. said, it had virtually no mileage yeah. on it, and it was just... The interior is actually not too bad. It's a really nice sized car as well. Mm. But anyway, so I suppose this then goes on to our next car. So I, I, you tell the viewers first what your fourth car would have been then. So after that, holy crap! What was after that? Was it the Sayer? I don't know. I think it might have been. Yeah. So I, I don't think I. Bought and again, it. this was your brother's old. Yeah. No, wait. What about the NX? No, 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 this was definitely the Seat. So, I've had the Seat twice, actually. So, oh, right, okay. So, my family has this car, it's a Seat. Well, okay, well, not anymore. It had, you know, R.I.P. Yeah, the R.I.P. Because it was a great little car, actually. It was pretty nifty as well. It was a 1.4 Seat, I beat the comment of the year. Um, it was, I think it was the year 2000, I seem to remember. But it was that it was that engine, that was a really great 1.4 engine they put in the, the Polo, I think. Yeah, probably. The Polo, and also this, uh, oh, there was another one, the Skoda, I can't remember whatever. Um, but yeah, really, really nice car to drive. Um, it's like driving a go-kart, but I even had a sunroof on it as well. It did, yes. And it was worth nothing, but it was brilliant. Perfect little car. Um, and guess what? I have this thing, right, touch wood, right, that for some reason I can take a crap car and I can stick it through its MOT and somehow it passes. Okay? That's a skill. Unfortunately, I don't have that. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, that's very true. Uh, so I've done that about three times, I think, now. So I took the Seat Ibiza for its MOT, and all it needed was a tyre. Yeah. And my whole entire family was gobsmacked, including myself. I don't think I probably was the most gobsmacked out of right. it. So all it cost me was a new tyre. Right. Right? Bargain. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, that went through its MOT. So you um, had that for a bit. had that for a bit. Uh, I mean, it must have been a few months. Um, do you want to go on to your next car before I talk? No, about? I think I think we're on a roll here. Okay. Um, uh, and then after that was the MX-5, which I absolutely adored. So this was a Mark II MX-5. Absolutely. Early one, ninety-eight, yeah. ninety-nine, I think. Yeah. Ninety-eight, I think. So yeah, this was this is the real yeah. base spec, no electric windows in it. Yeah, but it had a hard top. It had a hard top. It was the British racing green, which oh, I know you hate. Yes, I hate that car. And that was a great car, admittedly. That was um, rear wheel drive. Rear wheel drive. Well, actually, no. 
it wasn't a great call because in the rain, so I used to work about what, I don't know, 15 miles from where we did, mm. and I had to go along um, a main busy dual carriageway. Mm. And when it used to rain, it used to be like driving the puddle yeah, consistently. Yeah. So I couldn't really ever go over, I don't know, 55 mile an hour. Yeah. Uh, because the back end would just want to come out all the time. Yeah. Um, so every single day driving to work and driving back in the rain, it, I honestly was bricking myself. Yeah. I had so much anxiety with that car, bless it. But it was a brilliant car to drive. I mean, these are the days where the MX-5, there was no traction control, None there was all. nothing like that. Well, so you had you had that for a bit, and then... Uh, then I had to, obviously, sell... Well, actually... Did you buy that, or was that your brother's old one? So it was my brother's old one. Obviously, there's a trend here. No, I was going to say, there's a lot of trends here. You're, you're getting a lot of hand-me-down yeah. cars from your brother. Like I said to you, it's because it's their easy access, right? You get them instantly. You get them from a good price because they're from your brother. Anyway, I also loved that MX-5. There, there was, I didn't think I would do, but, I mean, the convertible thing in Sun as well... Um, I think I had it. Did I have it in the summer two summers ago as well? Where it was like I don't know, twenty five degrees every day for about eight weeks. Uh, I can't remember. I'm pretty I sure I did. I thought it was a bit before. I don't know. I can't anyway, remember. Who knows? Um, so yeah, I had that, and then uh, I took it for an MOT, and it's really weird. This may not seem like. Oh no, hang on. I had to do some work on it first. I had to change the seals. Yeah, classic uh, yeah. rust. Yeah, so I, so I did that, got my cousin to weld that, um, sand, uh, yeah, just re-spray painted it all and it was quite good actually, I think I did a pretty good job. Anyway, so then um, took it for an MOT, yeah, it must have been two summers ago actually, and uh, the only thing that was actually wrong with it was the rusting of the chassis, the rear, I think the rear, I can't remember. Rear quarter somewhere in there. Yeah, something, something like that. Anyway, so, but that was literally it. That was the only thing it didn't pass to the MOT, and, which is what I'm trying to say to, say to you, is that for some reason I don't know what it is. Like Maybe you need to take my cars for MOTs and then... Yeah, I don't know. I tried to do it for, I tried to do it for Tokes this last year, and it, yeah, it still came back with... I don't, I think it only right. works for my cars. So if I sign the V5 over, me, yeah. and then it'll be all right, yeah, then, yeah, then like, you sign it back yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Sorted. If you need an MOT and you're not confident it passing, give it to this man. We'll drop his details in the link below. For a small fee. For a small fee. I'll get the MOT <laughs> certified for you. Um, anyway. So you have that, and then obviously that died a death because that that was absolutely corroded well, at one stage. Yeah, obviously. So whilst I was I was going to try and fix it. Do you remember we, I had yeah. that thing for about a good, I don't know, mm, yeah, maybe while, three, maybe. three, four months, or I was like, oh, I really want to fix it because I really like that car. And it would just be a car that just sit on the driveway and anyone could use because it's a nice convertible car taking out of the sun. Anyway, um, so after that, uh, yeah, so whilst between those three to four months, I was driving that the Seat back again, which again I didn't mind because I loved driving that car. It was cracking. Yeah, honestly, uh, it sounded really good as well. I'm, I yeah, it did have a fruity exhaust. Yeah, but with the it might have had a hole in it. No, it but you know that makes it sound better. Yeah, true. Um, anyway, so yeah, yeah. Um, so you I, had that. I had that, and then I obviously, unfortunately, had to sell it. But I sold it to a really nice guy who had the identical uh, model to to mine. This is the MX Five. This is the MX Five. Yeah. Really, uh, really, really nice guy, and um, yeah, he. <laughs> Oh gosh, yeah, anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, I'll just tell this story. So the guy rocks up at the house, right, and a really nice guy, and he's got one, he says he needs all the parts from it. Oh, him and his mate wanted to share all the parts from it, 
right? So they're using it as a donor vehicle. A, donor, a complete donor vehicle, everything from it, right? Um, so we signed it all up and and obviously gave all the paperwork. And this guy, he decides he's, he's bought his number plate with him, right? Right. So his car is identical to mine. Right. Talking, uh, he told me it was like down to the the interior. Yeah, yeah. It was it was all the same. Anyway, um, so yeah, he. <laughs> He gets his number plate and he sticks a uh, double sided sticking tape yeah, yeah. or whatever and he literally just sticks it onto my number plate. Yeah. And obviously this is completely illegal. Yeah. And he drives it he drives it back to his and he lives in Horsham, so not far again, like it's what, like, what, fifteen miles away. Wait, so what did he do with his car that he took the number plates off? Oh, so he just he carried on using it, but obviously that that failed at some as well as but yeah, it needed a lot of work then so but anyway, so he um, yeah, so he, he basically just stuck his number plate onto my Quite car. clever, actually. I thought it was pretty good as well. But, um, me and my dad Illegal. looked at you. Yeah, oh, oh, uh, yeah. Recommend yeah, uh, yeah, don't try this at home. Um, but yeah, me and my dad looked at each other and we were like... What, what? <laughs> well, we never saw that. Well, yeah. Yeah, oh, right. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, it was a really nice guy and I'm really glad I gave it to uh, him and his friends. are quite an enthusiast yeah. of them. So I was, I was glad that even though someone wasn't going to restore it, that the parts from it were going to be... Yeah, good. they were going to carry on the life yeah. of another MX-5. Exactly, especially one that was the same colour. Yeah. Or I don't know what, who, who took what parts, and, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there so was you, that, and then... Yeah, what did I? So you had that, and then obviously then you had the Seat for a bit, and I remember that died. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is a car killer, I'm telling you. Yeah, I am a car killer, it's very true. It didn't die, okay, so... It didn't. So there was something wrong with the fuel injection. But do you remember for like a good six months I was spraying? Yeah, that, easy style, carb yeah, clean or yeah. whatever it was. It uh, I don't know. I, anyway, I, no, I, it worked. It, I mean, it did. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, so, so you had that. Some, I think basically it gave up and was like, okay, well, I actually need some fuel. Yes. Uh, to be injected into the engine now. So that anyway, be good. Yeah, I mean, anyway, so uh, yeah, so I had that. Uh, obviously, yeah, that 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 died. Of, so while we're on the roll, we may as well go to your next car, which, um, can you tell the viewers, did you buy it or did you inherit the next car? Oh no, I, d- I definitely bought it, but it, it was inherited once again. So I, I, I bought my, my brother's uh, Fiesta, or oh, Fiesta, yeah, uh, what was it, oh, two, was that an O2? No, I think it was an uh, 53. Was it really? Yeah, I yeah. I can't remember, mate, to be totally honest. It was around a 2003 four mark, that sort of oh, era of Fiesta. It was an HK4, yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, there was no full plate. Um, in a great colour, wasn't it? Oh, oh probably the best colour. Yeah, it was that gunmetal grey. No, it was about. like a baby diarrhea beige uh, <laughs> that had a faded bonnet on it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it was, it was good. To be fair, I did the job. I have to admit, it was actually a really nice car to drive. Like, it's quite simple, and the clutch was really nice. The gears were actually really nice. The are quite good at right? Yeah, and the driving position was actually quite nice. It wasn't completely lying down. But it had such a giant boot, and you could you could fold down the seats completely. And obviously, you know that I'm a man who likes to do a good old DIY project. Mm. Right there on, the, on a DIY enthusiast. Exhibit A. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I could chuck anything I needed to in the back of it, and it was perfect. Um, and then all of a sudden, uh, what was it? How many months ago? <laughs> oh, That's months a ago, great story. I was driving along, and. Um, all of a sudden, I hear this knocking noise, and it just starts to get louder and louder and louder. And then all of a sudden, it sounds like I'm, uh, I've 
you know, I'm one of those, you know, douchebags that puts one of those big old fucking exhausts on my car, mm. and it just makes an absolute racket. Um, anyway, so lucky enough, I was only about, I don't know, half a mile away from the house, mm. so I obviously drove it back, looked underneath it, couldn't figure out what was wrong with it, so then I asked my dad to come and have a look a day later, and... It was one of those things that was so obvious, but not quite, because you're obviously looking at it, you can't see anything mm. wrong with it. And uh, he said, I can't underneath the car, and I was like, okay. And then he's like, yeah, just put your finger here and push. Mm. So the on on the engine, uh, comes straight out of the engine, is the catalytic converter. Mm. <laughs> the bottom of the seal from the catalytic converter going onto the exhaust system, yeah. and actually just rusted away and dropped out. That's inconvenient. So I was obviously pushing it, it was bouncing. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there is a massive story around this car. Yes, yeah. there is. Um, so, yeah, so I planned to fix it and I bought the Catholic converter for about 100 quid. Which uh, we've got still, and if anyone wants to buy yeah, it. Yeah, um, anyone needs a 1.4 litre force. 2004 Fiesta. Yeah, I think it probably goes all the way up to 2008, I think that model, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, Give us a shout. Yeah, you can have it if you want it, actually. Um, just got to get rid of it. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, so then I planned to fix it. and <laughs> I, uh, I actually took a Friday off um, to fix it. Uh, what was it, about three, four months ago now? So, had the part, had everything ready, and I kept... I opened up the bonnet um, just before I was about to leave, and this thing makes an absolute racket. So I'm talking it wakes you up the entire neighbourhood. Yeah, yeah. So I decided to leave at nine o'clock in the evening, just yeah. because obviously I didn't want the police to catch me either. Yeah. And um, bearing in mind that about four o'clock in the evening when I got back from work, four or five o'clock, I opened up this bonnet, um, you know, just to see if there's anything else I needed to take with me. Mm. Um, I was actually gonna. Um, fix the um, uh, the um, plastic head that goes on the engine. Right. That wasn't correctly on there. I was going to fix that. So I went to go re- get the right um, uh, spanner head for mm. it and um, socket set, sorry. And uh, then uh, I left the bonnet open. Okay, not like fully open, just like slightly open. And mm. I completely forgot. Uh, and about nine o'clock at night, I start to drive the car. And, you know, things are going okay. It's obviously making a racket. Um, took my headphones with me just to make sure I wasn't deaf by the end of it. And then I get about halfway and I hit a dual carriageway. No, single. Yeah, no, dual carriageway. <laughs> and I went, oh, yeah, I could, do you know what? I could probably, I could probably, you know, go a little bit quicker than 35 mile an hour. Yeah. Got to about 40, 42 mile an hour and all of a sudden the bonnet flies open. <sighs> Smashes against my windscreen. I'm not going to lie to you, but I've never been so scared in my life. I remember you telling me this story. This was early this year in January, pre-Rona, or about the, you know, before the UK yeah. anyway, and I was absolutely shitting myself for this Indian restaurant that we're at. Yeah. I just couldn't believe it was true. Anyway, so uh, the car that was coming opposite me obviously slammed on its brakes. We both nearly crashed and collided, but then I quickly pulled down the steering wheel and moved off into mm. the left like onto the grass <laughs> then I obviously come around the front the entire windscreen is smashed yeah right the uh, bonnet is completely buckled and you know that plastic tray in between the windscreen and the yes. and the bonnet well that was completely cracked mangled yeah so yeah. anyway I tried to shut the car by 
he wouldn't shut. Yeah. I thought, shit me, what am I going to do? I don't have brake that will cover or anything. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll just have to drive back to my parents. <laughs> anyway, so it was about another, I don't know, probably about another four minute drive. And I thought, crap, if the police find me, I'm actually screwed. Yeah. Like, I'm going to lose my license, everything. So I get back in my car and I try to keep the speed at about 30 mile an hour and everyone's passing me and everyone's giving me the weirdest looks ever mm. and I'm like, okay, fine, fair enough, I, I probably deserve that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I'm driving towards my parents' house and uh, <laughs> I get onto another dual carriageway, so I turn onto the dual carriageway and I see this police car, yeah. right? And uh, it sirens and start to go off and I quickly, again, just like basically throw the car into a bush on this side of the road. <laughs> and uh, Oh my god. And then uh, that doesn't look suspicious at all. No, not at all. And um anyway, so I then yeah, waited for the police car to uh you know, I was I, I think You were expecting the worst three, three minutes absolutely. Um good three minutes or three, four minutes I waited on the side there. Turned all my lights off, right, tried to go incognito. You know, so was this police car, sorry, was it on, like, coming from behind you, was this the other side of the road? No, no, this was, so you know when you're on a slip road? Yeah. And the police car comes, is, um, and, the, you know, you obviously join us. Yeah. Well, I was, I was on the slip road, and I just see this police car come past me. And I'm not even joking you, this is no word of a lie either. He turns his sirens on the moment that I virtually see him. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, like I'm done, 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 I'm done for. I'm yeah, finished, yeah, I'm yeah. done for, he's, he's coming after me. And then he obviously just races off. And I just shove it into a bush. Um, anyway, so obviously trying to take it, getting back in the car, yeah. turning it all on, turning the lights on. Obviously then pulling away, scratching my car entirely from the bushes. I then eventually get to my parents' house and my dad goes, holy, what have you done? Yeah. Uh, and I then said, oh, yeah. We're not fixing this car anymore. <laughs> I honestly, I looked at him and he looked at me and he went. I think we both realised at that point that we were like, no, this is this is just way too far gone. Anyway, so it turns out that Friday, rather than fixing my car, I went to go out and find a car, and I just needed a car that worked. And this is how the C1 happened. Yeah. yeah. Also, was obviously thinking about you know the, the. I think genuinely, when you get to a point of like, starting to have an adult life, a reliable car really does matter. Yeah, I haven't reached that stage yet, but um, yeah, I, I will get it. I can relate to you because I think as you get older, you start to appreciate these things more. So, um, so, so basically, that's your car history. Quite an, uh, quite an interesting one in terms of not so much the cars themselves, but how they die. Yeah, the um, I think that's yeah. quite interesting. Because to be honest with you, my car history doesn't really get incredibly exciting since I had the Alpha, like I said, I had the Alpha and the two Chinchenos. And this is how the whole story about getting the Punto came about, because at that moment in time, the original Cinquecento had failed its MOT, and that was just stuck in my parents' garage, and I was intending on fixing it up, but obviously had no money being a uni student. Um, the Alpha I kept at my parents as well for a stage, because I couldn't afford to run it um, when I got back to uni in my third year, so I was like, oh, when I finish uni, I can afford to run it. Anyway, that, that just never really happened. And then I had the yellow Cinquecento as well. So, long story short, I sold the Alpha because I couldn't afford to run it anymore, uh, and it was terrible um, and never worked. And Cinquecento um, failed its MOT, this is the yellow one, I had no money at all. Um, so this is when my friend gave me the Punto, about nearly three years ago now. And <laughs> yeah, I still got it basically. 
Have you paid them back for it yet? No, the agreement is when I come to sell it. Uh, it'll be worth nothing. No, it won't. It'd be worth millions. Uh, no, it won't be worth a lot, but it'll be worth something. But um, and in between, then, sorry, I've um, I've owned another Cinquecento, which I then had for about six months and then sold uh, another Sporting, and I temporarily owned this year. Same car as you at one stage, a Mark II Mazda MX-5, which I was, you know, I was talking about having a convertible for a while. Anyway, I bought this lovely MX-5. I think at this point we should both show our MX-5s. Yes. Like picture-wise. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, um, mine was a Mark II like Matt's, but it was the 10-year anniversary edition, which uh, I thought was great. And it meant that you've got a few mod cons. You've got a six-speed manual gearbox to stand. You've got a limited slip differential. 10 CD auto changer. It was in this lovely dark blue with a hard top as well. Great car, absolutely loved it. Um, I bought it for, that was the most expensive car I've ever bought actually. I bought it for 950 quid and uh, great, loved it. But um, fortunately, I had to sell it after three weeks because massive change in circumstances. This was actually pre lockdown. I was changing job, etc., etc., and it just wasn't viable for me to have two cars. So, anyway, that's kind of like my car history. Um, they didn't die anything in particular, like nothing particularly as um, catastrophic as what's happened with your <laughs> cars, but um, they're all been terrible. So yeah, it was the only non-Italian car I've ever owned actually, even though it was for three weeks. Um, conscious of time, obviously, because we're getting to 45 minutes or so, oh, really? believe it or not. So um, we'll, we'll kind of, because if people are interested, maybe we'll do another one, we can talk more about other things as well. Um, so I think just quickly we'll end on, I suppose, this sort of question. So. We've owned all these cars, and we currently own the cars that we do. So, what is the, what's the dream car? So, like, not necessarily anything that's particularly viable at the moment, or may may never be. Well, I don't know. It depends what your aspirations, are, I suppose. But, what's your dream car of um, of owning? There are many cars I would like to own. I know, but if somebody said, Matt, um, you can afford to run this car that you're going to buy. Here's the money. There's a pot of money there. Uh, I'm not saying money, no object. Like we're not talking, maybe like put a boundary, like not what millions or anything like that. We're talking, you know, good few thousand though. Are we talking like, are we talking over a hundred grand? I mean, you could go to over, I'm just, yeah. Okay, fine. right. So, so obviously you already know, uh, yeah, most well, of you as don't, but I'm a huge American muscle fan. Yeah. Believe it or not. Um, and uh, I do like, I do like a nice, Italian, a lot of, uh, well, yeah, obviously Italian, but I also do like a nice European or British. Mm. Car, like, um, is there such a thing anymore? Anyway, so um, yeah, I do really like them, and I can appreciate cars, but there's not for me the most characteristic cars I've ever seen are uh, American muscle cars, right? Mm. And they're beautiful. Mm -hmm. They are super beautiful to look at. So I would like, if I could, my dream car yeah. is to have a uh, probably a 1965 GT3. 50 Mustang. Right. Oh, that's very specific. But yeah. I would probably have... It's Fastback. Yeah, absolutely. It's the GT350. Oh, it's sorry. It's Fastback, yeah. Right. It's fine. You're forgiven. So, um, I'm not a massive American muscle car fan, but anyway. Anyway, yeah. for me, I don't care about the fact that it's not the quickest car or it's not... They are just pieces of art. They are beautiful. How right? would one of them set you back nowadays, roughly? So you could probably get one for about... 50, 50 grand, but if you want one that's obviously got the engine you want, so Mustang, so Ford, with these big block engines, they yeah. made they made like, so I think they made like, I don't know, an engine for every alphabet 
for every letter in the alphabet. So oh, from right. A spec to like Z spec, or something, something what, like that. What, just for the Mustang? No, no, oh, no just in general. For, for, right. I think in general. Um, so, um, but yeah, probably something like that, or a, I don't know, a Camaro, something like that. Mm. So something that's just a nice something American muscle though is the theme. Is the for theme sure. I'm getting for sure. But I also that wouldn't be my daily. That, no, no, but this is your dream car. Not yeah. necessarily have to use it daily. This is just your dream car that you aspire to to own one day. Yeah. That's a good. You know, I think like I say, I'm not massive. I can appreciate the old Mustangs. But if it was, you know, money or my money that was good, um, it's not something like that. My dream car, it's an interesting one. Um, I'm a big Italian car fan. Um, my mum's Italian as well, so I think that's somewhere in the genes. But me, for me, not necessarily something that massively expensive. You can probably buy 20k, maybe 25k, could probably get a really good one. And it's the original Alfa Romeo Spider. Oh, actually, no, the trap that. Not a Spider. GTV6. GTB6 Alfa Romeo, Ooh, one of the two, can't decide. An Alfa Romeo. I, do, I actually really like that GT36, but a GT, um, but I, I genuinely think that it only is decent in that red colour. Uh, yeah, I'd agree. But a GTB6, yeah, for about 20, 25 grand, like, you'd probably get a really nice one, and I would love to own one of them, even though they're fundamentally flawed. If you go, um, if you watch the Grand Tour. Wait, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. So. so that would be your absolute dream car. Yeah, I think it would, yeah. 100%. So if I gave you money, right, up to, say, a quarter of a million pounds, mm. you would buy... As my, like, dream car, like, that I, not, as we said, we don't have to use it daily or anything like that, that would be the car that I would have in my garage that I'd take out on nice days or weekends. Because, you for me... You would be a car person, right? Yeah, yeah, I am. I am, viewers. If you agree, maybe we should put a poll or something like that about... Who okay, prefers have, have what person's dream car? Why don't we put my car next to your car? Yeah, well, we could do that. Yeah, we could do that. And <laughs> I think you'll find that uh, a lot of people are going to agree with me. Or maybe disagree. But um, that would be my dream. If it had to be a daily, well, maybe we'll finish on this. If it had to be my daily car, like if I won the lottery tomorrow and um, needed a daily car, so something that's reliable, something that's doesn't necessarily have to be massively economical, but you know, something that you could use every day. Again, it would be an Alfa Romeo again, it would be the new Giulio Quattrofolio. That would be my daily, because it's fast, it's big, it's practical, it's stylish, that's... You get the Quattrofolio, not the... Um... Not the Stelvio, not the taller one. The Saloon. Hmm. Alright. And they're only about, I say only, but they're about 60k brand new, which I think is, to be honest with you, the bargain of the century, because essentially you've got Ferrari engine in it. I mean, not really, but... Well, it has. It's just got two cylinders. Not... Anyway, that's beside the point. Um, what about you, though, Kate? What... Well, where... well, maybe finish on this. So, like, your daily car, somebody says that... You... And maybe we'll put maybe we'll put um, a, a price... Say, like, no more than 100k. No, uh, that's too much. I'd say no more than about 20, 30 grand. Oh, well, that means mine's not... Mine's got part of the thing. Yeah, but you've quoted the 60k car. Yeah, but this is, that doesn't make right. any sense. So you would buy... <laughs> anyway. This is how we're different, right? Yeah, yeah. So you would buy your dream car in a fraction of the price of the car that you would drive around. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't, get, but it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's not, I don't think, just because it's a dream car doesn't mean it has to be the most expensive car in the world. Yeah, but, all right, so the way I see it is a dream car is almost a little bit of an investment as well. Yeah, well, I don't know how other people feel about that, uh, but I feel like you know it sits in the you you it sits in your garage. You don't drive it a lot. Yeah, GTV six is an investment. I think they'll go up in value. 
he says. I think, I think, I think they would. I think they will. There will never be millions of pounds to get me wrong, but... Okay, what about you then? Okay. Um, okay, so... Something that you have to use daily. There's quite a few cards I'd probably like to use daily, okay? Right, there's probably three main ones. I'd probably go for a Ranger of Sport, but only because I've always wanted to know what it actually... And I've been, I've been in a few of them. Uh, not not specifically sports, but they are... Okay, they are brilliant cards. No matter what anyone says. I mean, I know they're ga- gas guns, and they're, they're, they're basically... as well. I don't know about that. But, I, I mean, yes, they, they are basically causing global warming, just, just those yeah, cards yeah. themselves. But... They are fantastic cards in inside and out. Like they're brilliant. Fair enough. I mean, they are beautiful. I cards like the standard well. Range Rover. I don't like the Range Rover Sport. Well, if you if you if you see the Range Rover Sport and that nice blue color it comes in, it's just <sighs> incredible. It's like, but you anyway, love the blue. Anyway, so I, that, blue. I would love an M2. M2, right. yeah, good car. What well, an absolute cracking. Also in that blue color it comes blue in. Blue car, well. manual yeah. gearbox. It's a good choice. Absolutely unbelievable car yeah. that is. Um, that's a good daily, I think. That that would be an extremely good daily yeah. car. And the third would be... Um, Alpha Julia? Definitely not. Oh, all right. Um, I think it would be an, Jag, uh, an, X, an XE. Something like that, like a sporty version of an yeah. XE. Yeah. yeah. No, also because I'd give it to my dad as well, so my dad could have use of it whenever yeah. he wants, like whenever I'm at work or he can have it weekend. Yeah. I mean, Jags are nice. Stuff. We actually got a friend of ours got an XE actually. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, good choice of car actually. In oh, fact, um, in fact, that's a definitely a good topic. Why don't more people buy Jags? Jags rather than. Well, maybe we do a com- Well, I mean, oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm glad that he just didn't go for something the typical German like BMW, Audi, Mercedes. But I'm boring. That's yeah, another topic. Well. I think as we're approaching the hour mark shortly, um, it's probably a good idea to wrap this up for the time being. So, I so do I, mate. Well, it's the problem. We're going to have to wait to at least July earliest to be able to get a haircut, by the looks of things. I mean, I'll cut yours, you cut mine. No, thank you. That's all right. right. You've actually had a haircut in lockdown anyway, because obviously your your partner gave it to you. But, um, so if you enjoyed the... Whatever we want to call this, a podcast, webcast, because you can see us and, you know. Um, then please like, comment, subscribe, hit the bell icon so you get notifications when we upload a new post. And um, obviously thank you, Matt, for joining us on the podcast. And, uh, yeah, if you want to see more of these, then I think I think maybe we could we could make these quite, maybe a weekly occurrence. So what I'd really like, like is people to, to throw out topics at us to talk about. That'd be good. Maybe I might put that on um, on the old Instagram as well, um, just to see what maybe what people are interested in topic-wise. Because this is, you know, this channel is predominantly about cars and motoring. It doesn't necessarily have to be just about cars. We can talk about other things in and around related to it. But, yeah, you know, please give us some comments. We'll put a link and so on and so forth. And yeah, um, stay well, stay safe, and uh, enjoy enjoy whatever you're doing in this semi-lockdown. We've been plastering the shed, so um, we've been having loads of We built a barbecue as well, didn't we? We did build a barbecue. Well, yeah. that's a... Oh, I've got barbecues. Be careful of them. <laughs>